Thaddeus Littleman, a compatriot in black at the library, a satirical novel about a London lad in serialized form, by Walter Thomas Bowne. With the spare change in me trousers, I made a copy of Emily's letter. One day I hope to publish, the collected correspondence of Thaddeus Littleman. Would such an audience exist for innocent and pretentious musings? Who would ever purchase such poppycock? The Waterford Library was a bright oasis, inside, with new, earth-toned rugs, fresh paint, almost mauve, with comfy, cushioned chairs for reading by the windows, with four orange chairs around a circular table, laminated and clean. I'm writing now in the study room. For writing, sometimes I love sound, like the bustle of a London coffee house, and other times, like now, I want to be sealed away from the world and pain. It's soundproof, in here. I hear my thoughts reverberate on the narrow walls, like a being living confined to a coffin. Or a monk in a dorm, copying the word for readers that will one day exist, long after death, a light in the darkness, a quill in hand, hands stained in ink, creating in long hand on dried, stretched lamb's skin what will eventually be called Time's New Roman. The candle burning, the light, ambient enough, the wax collecting like a queer stalagmite on the writing table. A medieval link to the modern world. Art in darkness. Oxygen in a sea of brainless sea anemones, minus the colors vibrant. The outside of the Waterford Library was a different story. It was, perhaps, the only place alive in a strip mall dead or near death stores, including a market that had once been called, Murphy's. It would have been brilliant to have a market for fresh produce so close. Here in Atco, New Jersey, far away from home, I felt like Snow White, an exile, all alone, with no dwarves or woodland creatures to cheer me. Heck, why would they want me? I'm short trigger Thaddeus. Was Billy, the cousin, a dwarf? What would his name be? Stoner Dwarf, Loser Dwarf, Porno Dwarf. I listened to the few birds and the heavy traffic along RT. 30 The White Horse Pike, a main road from Atlantic City to Camden, New Jersey. Atco was basically in the middle, connecting two very poor areas of New Jersey. The woman who had long, snape-like hair came outside, sniffed the air, and took out her cell phone. She lit a fag. Was there something unnatural about her hair? I wanted to stare, but I didn't want to be rude. Fortunately, the smoke moved away from me. Mum had smoked, some, when depressed, or stuck with writing. Did I write that already? We all had our addictions, and what was that poem about how to get through life? Be drunk on whatever you can. What was I addicted to? I took out paper. In between nibbles, I started a short poem on yellow-lined paper called, Sitting outside the library listening to the birds while trying to figure out this woman with black hair and black jeans who was smoking a fag. It went like this. Please judge tenderly of me, dear mates. The songbirds sing not because they are happy, but because they are alive. The woman with snappish hair smokes not because she is unhappy, but because, while she is alive, she gets the taste of death that reminds her how good it must be to still be alive. The books inside are full of dead words, they come alive when we read them, a breath into a balloon. But do I carry that deadness in me, even though it makes me feel alive?
was it good enough to send for publication? Who would publish such drivel? Now that mum had moved into the shades, who could tell me if what I wrote was art or not? Everything the father read of mine was amazing. What an overused word amazing. I tripped him up several times by slipping him rubbish to read and called him out as a liar. That is. I'm not a literary critic. Could you at least give me one thing, one thing, that doesn't smell right? Okay. Your title. The Dead Dog. Don't you give the end away? Yes. I yelled. Years ago. Thank you. Thank you. The mysterious woman with black hair was done with her phone call. She finished her fag. She opened the door. After you, my young squire. Cheers. I said. What's a British lad doing all alone in Atco, New Jersey? Languishing, I said. The woman laughed. Did I have time to make idle chit-chat? Well, I have been missing a woman's sensibilities and, dare I utter, pheromones. She had, despite being quite older with oddish hair, attrait sexual, or je ne sais quoi. I expected her to utter, Madame Bovary say moi. She did intrigue, me, however, mates, not that she was my type. Did she have at least 30 years on me? I, plus, I had me jewel, and this Bovary was a smoker. The afternoon was dedicated to my master plan. She asked if I was heading back to solitary confinement. So, she noticed your not-so-humble narrator. For every crime, there is a punishment. Oh, so you know Fyodor Dostoyevsky? Well, not intimately, no, I said. What crime would such a young kid like you have done? She pronounced the Russian writer's name accurately, too. Oh mon dieu, but, I shot the state bird of New Jersey. A goldfinch. She laughed. Was I sure? Isn't the state bird one of those seagulls down the shore that terrorizes for our French fries? I confessed I had not encountered such foul, as I was still a foreigner to the pleasures of the New Jersey beaches, but my father was planning to take me to Ocean City on Saturday, at the end of this long and weary week. She smiled, said she spent many days there in her youth, as well. I should have been more on guard with what seemed like a femme fatale. Russian sex traders could come in many forms, even female ones. Did I know what she was doing there? Besides, quite possibly, stalking me. No, she was just looking at books, and had some books on the table that she was checking out with lovely Dana the woman behind the counter. She was the director, as I am one to judge on one's library, as much as I know that is snobbish, she was rather diverse in her reading, just mercy, between the world and me, and that mammoth tome by David Foster Wallace, someone I once met with mum in London at some literary event, just before he died. I was very young, then, but I do recall loving his vibe and, look, she asked what I was doing. I told her the whole story, the last few chapters in like, what, five minutes. So why have I been wasting your precious time with exposition and development, mates? Sorry, she laughed, she said she could help. She was something of a tech genius. So using the Waterford Library computer, her face hovering just over my shoulder, with her non-pine perfume mixing with the stench of smoke, 
She helped me download the mating call of the yellow goldfinch from a website called Bird Jam. Really, birds have jams. The males give high-pitched canary-like songs early in the spring and late in the summer during nesting. Early songs are rambling and continuous. During nesting they are short and precise. The goldfinch has a distinctive year-round flight call that sounds like per chick or re. Another common call is a nasal, ascending sue wheat that signals agitation or conflict with another goldfinch. Around the nest, both sexes give a special baby alarm call. Fledglings give a distinctive, peeping chip-ee, 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 as they beg for attention. We looped the download through GarageBand and made the song last an hour. Then we recorded a sound of the bird hitting a window, using a free, downloaded sound effect. Then she recorded my voice, and changed it using some awesome app. I sounded like some ghostly bird, chanting, Billy Boy, Billy Boy, Billy Littleman, over and over and over. To say it gave me, aesthetic chills, is understatement, mates. Every three or four hairs on my body stood at attention, as if electrified. The audio at first was soft, but then the screeching got louder. This woman knew what she was doing, and found a perverse pleasure in helping me. Dot. That night, I planned to place father's Bluetooth speaker, a bougie Bose, underneath the cousin's bed. And then hit play. It's a new version of Hitchcock's The Birds. Call it the revenge of the yellow goldfinch. I thanked the woman over and over. I asked why she helped me. It's not too often I see young kids like you interested in something beyond TikTok, man. Plus, this short fucker looks like he has it coming to him. Good luck, mate. It would not be the last time I saw her. And what comes next with the cousin, is the matter of the next chapter, mates. Cheers.